Welcome to A Social Disease, a podcast for recapping and relating to Degrassi The Next Class. I'm your host, Jesse Mack. And I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. This show is not for kids, as we have frank discussions about sex, drugs, and violence. Listener discretion advised. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Hey. We have a guest today, Sia. Can you say your last name? <laughs> Okay. Are you sure? I'm, there's a question mark at the end of that. <laughs> I don't know. I'll follow up with you later. <laughs> right. And so we're having you on today on the basis that you identify as non-binary. That is correct. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, like throughout the episode, there's definitely things that I resonate with. Mm-hmm. But like the simple of it is I do identify as non-binary. I myself like to say envy. Okay. That's just kind of like something I'm, it just makes it more personal for myself, I think. Okay. Mm -hmm. I guess for me personally, the way I like to explain it in my situation is that I grew up kind of identifying as a tomboy and like that was just kind of... I was called the tomboy of the family. Mm -hmm. That was me. I was (laughs) kicking the football when I should have been, you know, in the kitchen with with the girls or something. (laughs) Well, first of all, you usually throw a football, so there's problem number one. I was going to say, I was never doing it right as it was. So, like, there was a level of confusion from the beginning. This child (laughs) doesn't know anything about anything. (laughs) The gender roles were all over the place. (laughs) The non, yeah, traditional gender roles. Mm -hmm. My goodness. I always had a problem with that, too. So, I think, like, a lot of my coming out process had a lot to do with rebellion. Mm -hmm. But finally, yeah, it came to a place where understanding that non-binary binary means for me that I'm just Sia. Right. I am a human being. Right. (laughs) And I exist as, as my own entity. Okay. As another person who like never fit the typical feminine, you know, thing, like it's definitely like a, I think a lot of people have that, like, am I just a gender non-conforming woman or am I non-binary or like what, Mm -hmm. what to call themselves, what it like means to them. Absolutely. Um, but there's absolutely like a, a different level of like experience of being at least perceived as a gender, but not really conforming to those mm-hmm. stereotypes that like, you know, a lot of people don't really think about, but. Interesting to note things like, I definitely wore boys clothing when I was a kid and was definitely considered a tomboy. And that was totally embraced and not at all an issue. Mm-hmm. But like, I imagine if my brother was like, I want to wear a dress, mm-hmm. my parents would have been like, mm. I don't know about that, you know? So I think that's always interesting to, right. to just note yeah. how it, it, I feel like it is if you're, or signed female at birth. Feel free to correct me if I'm not using anything correctly. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if we say, like, something that's, like, outdated or, like, whatever, yeah, feel free to, like, let us know. Because in the case of, like, this show, part of it is, like, so people even understand things that right. they don't understand already. Yeah. So it's Absolutely. totally cool to like be like, oh, no, we don't say it like that anymore or whatever. Because like I think that a lot of the vocabulary and phrases have like changed over the years as people mm-hmm. kind of figure it out. So like yeah, definitely we might it's say something that's like outdated. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, what were you going to say? So I'm just I guess I'm curious if you're comfortable talking about it at all, Sia. Like when you came out as non-binary, were your parents, your family, were they very like, oh, that makes sense or were they like mm, I don't like this I'm confused by it I think well my my relationship with my family is a little bit static mm. and so coming out was an interesting process with my parents where still I mean I came out to my mom a little over a year ago and my dad I still haven't actually had that conversation with mm. okay. and whether or not 
my dad knows whether or not my mom has told my dad, I don't know. Mm. So like definitely thinking about having that conversation with him is like in the front of my head. Like Mm. this has to happen at some point, but like, I don't know if maybe we're just kind of comfortable with the distance or Mm. like the the silence, but you know, I I myself would like to tell him for my own reassurance. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's ready to hear it. So as far as my mom goes, she was really surprisingly great about it where she didn't feel one way or the other. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like, I have to remain like, this is my kid. I love my kid and yeah. I'm, I'm going to support my kid. Nice. Good. Which was a really great level of, you know, support. But there's still the, you know, misgendering that right, happens mm-hmm. pretty frequently. And there is a learning curve, which I understand. So mm-hmm. we're trying to work, work through that. Did she even know like what that meant when you came out to her? Fortunately, she had an, a, a little bit of information because my younger sibling is very smart. <laughs> and has tried to educate my mom mm-hmm. and my dad mm-hmm. okay. um, on, you know, what it means to be like a kid mm-hmm. in 2020. You know? Yeah. They're 14 and mm-hmm. also non-binary. So it's okay. like a growing learning process. And I think that was a little bit of a cushion. Right. So did they come out before you? They did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like remember growing up, like I had no idea about the concept of being non-binary. I Mm. think like the first, the first like acknowledgement, I guess I even had was a special on Nat Geo called the third gender. Mm -hmm. And they described all sorts of like people around the world and the different like names that people have and the different like experiences in their cultures. Like, but it wasn't really a thing that people talked about in the U.S., that I knew of, like, I wasn't heavily involved in the LGBTQA community to know, like, like you know, I had, like, a couple gay friends, but mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, deep sure. into that. So it's only been, I don't know, in the last decade, I don't know exactly when that, that's even been something. That people thought that was, I like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about. And so it's interesting the way that kids are growing up today knowing about this stuff where we did not. Right. So. They have more <laughs> options for coming into their own and understanding themselves. And mm-hmm. Yeah. If I may ask, what do you have a preference as to if somebody does misgender you, how do you think is the best way for somebody to handle that in like in an apology way? Or, I, you know, I know people have different opinions on it, but I'm just curious what your thoughts are. On. I think personally, if someone is to misgender me, I... My first reaction isn't to anger because Mm -hmm. it's not really something that I promote actively Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. a lot of other folks do where, you know, I don't specifically put out my pronouns, say, on my Instagram or Mm -hmm. my Facebook. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more of like a personal thing where Mm -hmm. if I share my pronouns with somebody, it's because I'm, you know, have a a relationship or a a rapport Mm -hmm. with them or, I'm you know, I have some sort of understanding with them where I feel comfortable to share that. But I think like, yeah, it's more of a safety thing for me Mm -hmm. to even share them in the first place. So Mm -hmm. if someone does misgender me, that lets me know in my world that something might not be right. Okay. Okay. So I feel like it's kind of a, it's a self-protection kind of thing. That makes sense. Do you go and you go by they? They and sometimes she depends on how I'm feeling. Um, okay. I'm definitely, you know, currently working with like some gender fluid like 
questions. Yeah. So like that's something that I'm realizing is like a part of just like being I feel like non-binary is right. like it's just it I I'm sometimes I just I feel more girly, sometimes I feel less girly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like, you know, to to relate with my my natural whatever. That's a terrible word. Please don't use that. Yeah. <laughs> my my assigned gender. Right. Sometimes I more associate with my assigned gender when I wake up in the morning and that feels more comfortable to, you know, she would like a tea or, mm. you know, but that's something where I have to check in with the people that I'm around and, mm-hmm. then, you know, know my, my, my thought process throughout right. the day. Okay. Yeah. So I, um, I do theater and acting and stuff here in Chicago and I've noticed that, obviously not right now, um, <laughs> but, but previously speaking, what's been really nice to see, I know here in our community, we start off like the rehearsal process with like when you're getting to know everybody, getting going around and saying your names and saying your preferred pronouns. Sure. And it's really interesting because I think a lot more people, one or one of the responses that they've had about their pronouns have been they, them, theirs or anything respectful. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a, you know, I, I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, you know, if you, if you come at me with the wrong pronoun, but you're not doing it as an asshole move, yeah. like I understand you know, I'll correct you and we can move on. But I just found that interesting. And and the idea that, that it is important for anybody who is cisgendered to still say, and I go by she, her, hers, because then you're making, then you're making it more normalized that like, natural. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's a totally it's a normal, okay thing for you to say what your pronouns mm-hmm. are. And like, everyone should hopefully feel comfortable doing that. So I've definitely seen a lot of people put it in the, their Facebooks and stuff like that. Like you said, you don't, you don't happen to do that, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely seeing it more and more and going, yeah. oh, nice. That, yeah, we should normalize that. So people of any gender are comfortable saying what their pronouns are so that, you know, I, I know mm-hmm. to, absolutely. you know, make you comfortable. So yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's really important. Yeah. The other thing about it is like, there are a, a lot of people who I are not, I don't know how many, but there are people who identify as different genders, but still outwardly present as the, you know, stereotypical concept of the gender they were assigned at birth. And so like just assuming someone's gender isn't like a great idea like it actually it really is a good idea to start normalizing like putting mm-hmm. it out there or asking or you know stuff like that yeah I've had friends introduce themselves with they them theirs and then they follow up with like because gender is fucking stupid <laughs> and I'm like yeah yep. whatever fuck it <laughs> gender is a construct <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it's true it's true yeah so. no exactly exactly I'm just thankful to have your voice on mm-hmm. this so thank you for being here thank you for having me I'm, I'm excited all right did you want to ask the questions yeah all right so could you tell us a little bit about who you were in high school versus who you are today sure so in high school I was <laughs> I was a confused little kid mm-hmm. I was a you know shy but outgoing in with certain groups of people and enveloped in fantasy books often found by myself in the corner in the library, either that or doing cabaret. So that's okay. where the really quiet, like, <laughs> nice. super confused, shy kid means, like, <laughs> I really need to, like, tell the world that I'm here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think for a long time, the awkwardness just kind of presented itself into, like, I was I would do, like, lights for a play. Or, okay. You know, so I was, like, a part of, you know, the drama scene and things mm-hmm. like that, but I was on the back, back edges, stage crew in the skirts <laughs> doing my own thing and but I loved it and I learned a lot 
So mm-hmm. like I was definitely a, a bit of a sponge. Mm-hmm. I was an observer and I soaked up a lot of information that way. Nice. My, my high school career was cut short. I got pulled back into high school um, my junior year. So my junior and senior year, I finished out at home, but I went to vocational. So nice. I had like a, an interesting relationship with school there where it was more of a trade. I mm-hmm. definitely learned a work ethic there. And it was not until my late teens did I really like decide that it was time for me to act like I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that later on. <laughs> nice. And then who are you today? Today? Oh, golly. So in between that quiet, awkward, loud kid, I was also, I am now just as awkward, clearly. <laughs> doing well today i am an aspiring business owner entrepreneur i'm hoping to open my own pizza restaurant at some point in my life that is the goal i'm always down for a good slice all right (laughs) (laughs) right like who can say no to a slice and a beer i don't know are you you thinking like downtown trying to take over a storefront downtown oh my gosh i have my ideas but i don't want to like (laughs) i don't want to like and what's your secret ingredient Oh, so we just have to know that. Oh, uh, yeah, that one's, that one's <laughs> definitely, I'll have to, I can tell you, but I'll have to kill you. <laughs> yeah, today, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I I don't do a lot. <laughs> well, no one's really doing a lot now, so we're not judging. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a COVID time these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Work is hard. Trying to, my local shop just got closed, so I'm looking for work again. In the meantime, I'm hopefully going to start up a in the beginning stages of starting up a music project right nice. now. Nice, so nice. That's that's in the works. Awesome. Yeah, you're definitely involved in the local music scene, going to shows and all that stuff. For sure. Yeah. There's you know, like with COVID, it's hard right mm-hmm. now. There's not much going mm-hmm. on for live shows, but when things were alive and well in the downtown <laughs> scene, there was mm-hmm. you know there were a lot of really awesome wonderful things happening with yeah. local local artists mm-hmm. you know my partners in the really your friends yeah. of ours are in a really cool great awesome i love them doom stupid <laughs> metal band they're yeah. gonna hate that i even said anything <laughs> do you want to shout them out i or? would love to they would hate it but they're called void swallower and <laughs> They're great. Like, they're one of the... Because we have a lot of metal in this town, and I'm not... I've never been a metal person. Been more in, like, the punk, emo, rock type of genres. So I go see our friends, and I'm like, this is fun. You're great. Like, it's not my thing, but you're great. But Void Swallower came out. I'm like, fuck, yes, I love this. (laughs) (laughs) They're definitely, like... So, like, my partner likes to call them a bestial death metal. Oh, I haven't heard of that genre before. And I think another member threw in a bestial sludge or bestial Mm. death or bestial metal or bestial sludge. I don't know. There's so many, so many doomy names. Oh, my. (laughs) Those are the things, those, like, you know, more nuanced concepts. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Welcome to our town. (laughs) I'm curious. What is the bestial part? Do they have animals in the band? Well, it sounds like it. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's where the beast feel, I think. I'm imagining, I don't, I can't remember if this is a thing that I'm quoting or not, but I'm imagining them, they all have like a raccoon and stuff, and they're just like, animal band, animal band, we 
uh, an animal band. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pitch the uh, I'll pitch the idea to my partner. They'll probably yeah, right, run right, with right. it. Tell them that uh, I'm a songwriter and I've got some ideas. If they're <laughs> well, they are picking a banjo these days. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> I think it'll work perfectly. <laughs> and uh, what is your relationship to Degrassi? Oh, Degrassi, not much. <laughs> That's a yeah. common thing for our guests. <laughs> Um, to be completely honest, I, I, you know, watched a couple episodes on ABC Family when it aired back in the day when I got home from school, but Mm -hmm. aside from that, I, I never really watched it, except for this season of this series. Oh, did you watch the entire season to mm-hmm. get on board? Oh, th- that's a lot more than I feel like our other non-degrassi. Yeah, I watch they just watched it. the one episode. I binged it. Nice. Yeah, luckily the episodes are pretty quick, so it's not too hard. Yeah. Nice. And it was really easy to get hooked. Mm-hmm. It was easy to get hooked. It was, it's a really fun show. So much drama per episode. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah, it's it's a lot for me to handle. It's like I I feel like I get to be in high school. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the unfortunate thing is th- this is the last season of this iteration mm-hmm. of Degrassi. Okay. But you can go all the way back to the 80s for like Degrassi, Kids Junior at Degrassi high. Street, Degrassi Junior High. Wow. Then Degrassi, The Next Generation, which was like what, late 90s, early 2000s? 2000s? Yeah. And they went on for 13, 14 that seasons. That was the long running one, right? Oh my God, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. this is actually a continuation of that just because it went to Netflix, they gave it a different name. Okay. And like some of the characters came from there, but then they had a bunch of new characters. Mm-hmm. So like it did continue on pretty pretty quickly after they stopped doing the last one. Okay. They just moved to Netflix. So Gotcha. All right. So what are we talking about today, Carly? Oh, my. We are talking about season four, episode six, hashtag facts only. (sighs) (laughs) What a way to start. Does it... Does it make sense this week? Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Facts only. Oh, well, whatever. The facts are, yeah, Elle is non-binary and... Um, All her friends suck. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they do. We already knew that. Lola's great, yeah. but we already knew that the boys were nah, questionable. An announcement about the talent show auditions comes over the loudspeaker as the nerd squad exits class. Yael finally figured out how to project their background for the talent show. Baz gives her the bad news. They've changed directions. They don't think it's appropriate to bring weapons on stage given the fact that it's to raise money for victims of a terrorist attack. Why would they just tell her, like, why wouldn't that be a decision that they all made together? Right. (laughs) They made it last night without her, yeah. Right. Yeah, they were having another dick measuring contest, and then, like, (laughs) Yale wasn't allowed this time, and they were like, you know what? This is insensitive. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't do this. Of all the people to think about whether or not something's insensitive, the nerd squad, whatever. Yael hates it. It's not classy. Baz gloats about predicting her distaste for the concept. She's a girl and girls don't like farts. Yael argues that it's just gross and has nothing to do with gender. They get Lola's attention to get her feelings on the subject. Lola thinks they're great. <laughs> Which is so weird to me. I, I can't know. believe that Lola's like down for the farts. I didn't I'm expect like, it. 
I think, okay, here's my take on farts. I'm curious. I wanted to take a poll. Like, <laughs> if farts didn't smell, yeah. I think I would find them very funny. Yeah. But the smell <laughs> oh is God. what I don't want anything to do with it. I like if if I'm eating and you oh, fart, yeah. no, I can't well, eat anymore. Pass. Like, I mean, that's just rude. That's, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. But that's my issue is the smell. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was in the audience and I couldn't smell their farts, I might think this was funny. But like, yeah, does it reek in there? <laughs> if they're like putting us in a gas chamber because of it, no, oh no, I didn't even think about that <laughs> when I was watching this. Oh no. <laughs> Well, like, I don't know if, like, lighting them on fire makes a difference. <laughs> How could you fart that much? I know. And not shit your pants. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, you know they sharted all over the place oh while doing this. Worth it. <laughs> oh, pyrotechnics. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, anyways, but how do you guys feel about farts? Oh, oh my gosh. I don't care for them. I feel like jury's still out. It's, I don't know. It's whatever. Like, I try to be polite about it, you know, and, and not do it around people. Yeah. I feel like situationally farts can be really funny. Yeah. Yeah, situa- yes, situationally. Like, mm-hmm. if you're in a silent classroom and somebody <laughs> farts, that's fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. But, like, if I'm dating you and you fart under the covers and you put me under the blankets, oh, yeah, I no. might break up with you. Like, just so we know. I'm not down to be hotboxed, so... High potential. (laughs) Yeah. No. Also, I think I'd rather, if we're driving in a car and the windows are up Mm. and, like, you have to fart, I would prefer to not hear it and just smell it and be uncomfortable (laughs) with the fact that I know you did and you know you did, but, like, we're not going to talk about it. Just no conversation (laughs) at all. Yes. Yes. I'm very... Like, I, I will have a conversation about racism. I will have a conversation about homophobia. But I don't want to have a conversation about the fact that you farted in the car. I don't, I want to, I want to pretend it didn't yeah. happen. Bring that back to, like, the grade school, whoever smelt it, dealt it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to admit and it. And then he who so. denied it definitely supplied it. <laughs> exactly. And let's just deny all plausibility. Just- if you know what I mean. If we all don't ask, don't tell when it comes to farts. Then it didn't happen. Then it didn't happen. But it also, everyone did it, but nobody did. But no one did. Maybe we passed a garbage truck and that's what happened. I'd rather just pretend like nothing happened. So that's my feelings about farts. Yeah, unless somebody makes like a big deal about it, I am just like, okay, whatever. Like I don't mention it. I'm just like moving on. I, I think I appreciate um, more the the fart with the hands, like you know what I mean. Like, good, like the cup, I can't oh. do it. I was actually <laughs> I was pretty good at that back in the day. Uh, the Zerberts, yeah, raspberry Zerberts. You also used to. All right, so when we were kids <laughs> at Christmas, oh yes, every time we got together for a family Christmas, we had this. First, we opened funnies, which mm-hmm. were just joke gifts. We wrapped them in the funny papers. Newspapers, yeah. And every year, all the boys would get whoopee cushions, and all the girls would get some bullshit. Oh, yeah. Okay. But every year, Carly got a whoopee cushion. <laughs> well, that was because, let's let's talk about gender norms. I was the first grandchild to be like, fuck this. <laughs> I want a whoopee cushion. Yeah. This, you're not going to deny me a whoopee cushion <laughs> because I was assigned female at birth. Now, I didn't have those words. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, as a child. But in my head, I was definitely thinking it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I was like, hell no, I want a whoopee cushion. And then I think it, after that, it kind of like um, it just was a thing. It snowballed. I think I think everybody ended up getting whoopee cushions eventually. I don't think so. Maybe not. I don't remember ever getting one. I never wanted one. So. Wow, <laughs> you were above just the it. ultimate family Christmas. Yes, but we would just get like bullshit like. I don't know. We didn't, whatever we got wasn't very funny. The things we got each other as cousins were always funny. But like, I think also, didn't, didn't Grammy also get all the boy cousins soap on a rope? Like, which was really weird. Maybe. And I don't know why. I remember a lot of soap on a rope. I don't remember that. I never got so, I yeah, I don't know what that meant. I never got the soap on a rope, but. Wash your ass, boys. Yeah, right. It's like, you don't need socks or underwear. You need soap. But specifically on a rope, just so you don't drop on it. On a rope. You never know. We yeah, don't want you to slip. Let's talk about challenging gender roles. Boys wash your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, honestly, though, as a as a babysitter who is often folding laundry of children's, a lot of skid marks in boys' underwear, so. No doubt. Oh, my God. No doubt. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it was, I don't want to call him out. I won't say what when I dated this person, but many years ago, I dated somebody who told me that they were like, I only do three wipes and that's it. And I'm like, but what if there's still, what if there's still poop? And he was like, just three. That's all, that's all I get. It's just three. And I was like, I don't, I'm uncomfortable. You need to keep going. What does he have to buy another one from Alex Trebek? I don't know. <laughs> I get another wipe, please. Like you only get a, you only get three shots at like cleaning Just it up. The, no, I think you should keep going. Go the distance when it comes to wiping your ass. Go the distance. Jesus. Go until you can't go no more. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no shame in going the extra mile <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Christ. God. All right. Yael thinks that that's confirmation that it's not a gender thing, but she's also confused. Why are they funny? Lola says that they come out of your butt and make a funny sound, which is God tier humor. So right? good. <laughs> I've taken a lot of comedy classes in my day, and like that is the number one rule of comedy. If it comes out of your butt and it makes noise. <laughs> Instead of realizing that Lola just debunked the myth, the guys continue to insist that guys and girls just have different senses of humor. Lola is just an enigma. I hate that. (laughs) An enigma. (laughs) Yael doesn't want them to assume things about people based on their gender. So Baz says, well, I guess you're just a killjoy then. Is that better? Yael is pissed. As yeah, anyone could yeah. should be at that point. Baz is an asshole. Always has been, always will be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand him at all. I mean, I guess I do. He, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, I would say that if Baz doesn't get a girlfriend by college, he's definitely going to start demanding one on the internet at some point. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's going to be the new government skits girlfriends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who was an incel who on the internet, he was like infamous for demanding that the government provide every incel with a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Huh? Okay. That's, That's the kind of communism I can't get behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jenny, if you want health care, you also have to have government-supplied girlfriends. <sighs> Is it worth the trade-off? It's just the regular math. <laughs> 
So a rando does a flawless twirl to set the scene for the talent show auditions. I thought that was talent, personally. It was beautiful. (laughs) Tristan rolls his eyes at Maya, the best musician at Degrassi, being nervous about a stupid talent show audition. She's not sure if she's ready. Plus, Craig Manning is the guest judge, and he's the best musician in Degrassi history. Yeah. Craig Craig is playing Coachella. Yeah. That. He's that good. All Frank I is know. At Coachella. Oh my god. Oh my god. Maya is up next, and Zoe is psyched to see someone with actual talent. And I'm like, bitch, the guy before was pretty awesome at dancing. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I don't know why are we complaining about that man dancing. I I think that was fine. He was good. Maya begins her ballad, Last Exit to Freedom. Zoe and Goldie look at each other concerned. This is about killing yourself and we know it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, actually, speaking of this, I saw, I was on the highway today and there was a truck that, I feel like I've seen this before, but it's just always jarring. The back of the truck, it had a left pointing arrow Mm -hmm. and it said passing side and then it had a right pointing arrow and it said suicide. And I was like, damn, this escalated quickly. (laughs) Like on the back, yeah. Wait, which side? Yeah. was it that it was the right they're saying like don't pass on the right on the right the right hand side was an arrow and it said suicide and the left hand side said passing side so and the right like, hand sign is the last exit to freedom yes yes <laughs> yeah I <was> like, <laughs> so I, I pulled up and i rolled my window down and i was like yo where's the last exit to freedom he was like on the right i was like all right thanks but yeah i was just like damn this wow this is really dramatic truck okay <laughs> it's dark <laughs> I want to know, was it like a personal truck? Like a, a personal use vehicle or a, like a Mack truck? It was like a small box truck. Oh it wasn't God. like a huge truck, but. Was there I a company? I U-Haul is trying to say yeah. something. <laughs> like, yeah. What's I mean, going on? I know that you're not supposed to pass trucks on the right, but like, yeah. to my understanding, if you can see their their side mirrors, they can see you. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, I was just like, wow, you guys are not <laughs> skirting around it. You weren't like, don't fucking pass me on the right because I will kill you. <laughs> you will die. Yeah. Esme and Frankie scoff at the idea of the talent show being for victims of a terrorist attack. They ask Zig's opinion. He's distracted by a rejection letter he got from Kempton University. Esme notices that he's a bit off, but he can't explain why because Tiny walks up celebrating his acceptance to Caltech. Everyone is psyched for him. Now he just needs to figure out how to fund it. Esme jokes about turning the talent show into a GoFundMe for Tiny's college fund, but he doesn't agree. (laughs) Jonah and Grace approach. She got into comp sci at UT. Jonah got into Queens. Esme outshines everyone because she managed to get into Harvard and Columbia while still finding the time for cupcake orgies and parking lot BJs. Oh my, yeah, she must be <laughs> she does it so all. fucking smart <laughs> that she can literally skip like all of her classes to just suck dick and still be getting into Harvard yes. and Columbia <laughs> because hot damn. Money, 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 money. <laughs> right? I'm saying. Also, did you catch the line where she asked Zig if they want to dance for terrorism or something? Did you just oh, catch God. that line? Oh, she was Lord, like, yeah. Do you want to dance to stop terrorism? I was like, oh my fucking God, Esme. <laughs> but they should have danced. Like, they're both dancers. Yeah. They should yeah, they so. should have, would have, could have. But we saw what Zoe thinks of dancers. Fi- <laughs> no talent. <laughs> Dancing takes no talent. But I would have loved to see a partnership between them. Like, her running and him catching her. Oh my like, God. Like, that would have been beautiful. Don't tempt me with a good time because I wish they had choreographed that. Like, they had done, like, the dirty dancing. Yes. 
So why didn't Esme tell her boyfriend that she got into two Ivy League schools? I mean, what? did he already know? I don't know. No, he was like, what? Yeah, maybe she just huh? got it that morning and they hadn't talked yet. You'd think she would have run in like, Vig, I got it. Right. Or like texted him or anything like that. But also she's very like, whatever. Yes. <laughs> what, like it's hard? Yeah, maybe that's why. She was like, it's not a big deal. I feel like that's just kind of them as a her as a person. She's kind of aloof, like, yeah. mm-hmm. eh. True. I think she just like got an Elwood scholarship where she was like, what, like it's hard? Like it's yeah. hard? And she just, <laughs> what do you mean? She asked Zig if he had heard from Kempton yet, and he lies about getting in. Grace asks about his residency, and he doesn't have an answer. She grabs his phone to show him where to find it when she realizes he didn't get in. He's busted. When you get acceptance, well, first of all, do they email acceptances now? I guess I haven't. It's been but, a while. But they don't, they're not like, thanks, like, we, you're accepted. P.S. Here's where you'll be living. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Like, they're not going to give you a res assignment if you haven't even accepted yet. Like, Yeah, that mm. makes sense. Grace was just nosy. She knew. Right? <laughs> She's like, bitch, give me that phone. And and Zig, who never locks his phone and always has it open for anybody to go through. <laughs> True. It was just like, oh, whoa, you got it. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, how did that happen? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> oh no. Poor Zig, he's just so fucking stupid. Butterfingers. <laughs> oh. oh goodness. So he's busted and calls himself an idiot. He walks off. Dude is going nowhere. <laughs> He could be a stripper. Yeah. We already know oh, that absolutely. based on his, he, um, you know what I mean? So once he turns, well, I think he might be 18, but he could be a stripper. It makes pretty good money. So maybe he should think about that. If I was strong enough, mm. if I, if I was like fit enough to be a stripper, I I could totally do it. Mm. Like I would be down to be a stripper. I just don't have this, the strength. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be like hanging from poles by your like mm. thighs or whatever. <laughs> no. Oh man. I also bruise really easy and I think mm. about that and I'm like, would I just constantly have like bruises <laughs> everywhere? <laughs> you could play that though. You'd be like, yeah, I'm the Bruce Peach. Yeah. Like, Early. Oh, the live at nine beauty. o'clock. <laughs> I'm the low hanging fruit boy. Come me. I'm all bruised and broken. Oh no. Yeah. Maybe that's that'll be my stripper name, Bruised Peach. <laughs> but I was gonna say, yeah, I didn't even apply to any colleges because I like knew I wouldn't get in. <laughs> Like, fuck it. I didn't have good grades. Like, I had the sleep disorder and, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't accommodated. So, like, I didn't fucking do well. But I wound up going to community college and then, a, like, a certificate program because they would let me in. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> did you go to college? I did not. No. I'm looking at going back to classes. Very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I went to community college first. It was, yeah. Yeah. Always, always a safer bet. Yeah. yeah. Isn't there like a local community college? Yeah. There's a couple in town. I just want to make sure that I'm going for something that I want to spend my time right. on. Right. Right. Change my mm-hmm. mind a million times. Do they have like decent, have you looked into their programs? I've looked into some grants and things in town for a couple audiovisual programs nice. in Springfield. But they don't work as closely with the CCV that's in downtown. Right. Okay. And does CCV have anything worth, or is it just like not a really not in any basics. field that I'm interested in? Okay. Personally, they do have starter classes though, mm-hmm. so it's definitely worth investing in those for prereqs. Right. 
I hope that any kids that graduated from high school last year decided to defer and like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, can you, f- I would be so fucking pissed mm. if I was like ready to go to school and it was like, just kidding, online courses. And he'd be like, what are you paying for? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Don't. So many college students are dealing with that. And then Ugh. kids who are actually going back are getting sick. Well, yeah. Like, no shit. Yeah. But- Wisconsin just got put on like the, if we from Chicago go to Wisconsin, we have to quarantine for 14 days and we come back mm-hmm. and it's simply because they opened up their colleges and mm-hmm. so like these college towns had cases blow up not the rest of wisconsin it's just the college towns mm-hmm. yeah it's like yeah you want to know why maybe because y'all fucking shouldn't have class maybe yeah i think isn't that how it's been in Ver- vermont or at least brattleboro sure. where it's been 14 day if you i mean enter it's they like 14, say 14 to but they're not like, right. that's the thing like having so like i know so many people that have come in even at the store that i was working at you know like oh we're visiting from new york city for five oh, days oh, and mm-hmm. i'm like wait but wait where's the quarantine t- right. time in between right, your right. five days adventuring like i mean there's no way to make sure like you can right. say it but they don't have to so yeah right. i mean we've been having tourist issues since it started because we're a tourist town and Mm -hmm. we have all like the water and the mountains and like a little our downtown basically functions as a tourist location and then in the winter you got the mountains so we're like we thrive on tourism and tourists have been coming and not quarantining a lot of not wearing masks we actually just had a story break about um the woodstock inn who can go fuck themselves oh yeah so (laughs) messed up they had a wedding with a bunch of guests no masks no social distancing how did that happen because like was that like a do they have a connection to the woodstock and like why did they allow that to happen i think it's just we want this money and Mm -hmm. they're demanding to not wear masks and i've heard a lot of stories about a lot of you know couples demanding no masks and no social distancing even telling their guests like if you come in a mask and you don't take it down, you cannot be in pictures. Oh my like, gosh. Oh my God. What the fuck? Imagine like, riding a high horse that high. <laughs> if I was that obsessed with it, I would go to the courthouse, get married, and postpone my actual Honestly. fancy wedding. Like, Honestly, that's the responsible thing to do. Mm-hmm. But so anyways, like there's a whole thing about it. We're all pissed because like, who knows where these people are from? Right. And who, they probably didn't quarantine. And we're just like, you're endangering everybody and you're like everyone local and you're endangering these people for wherever they go to, mm-hmm. you know? So it it's pissing a lot of people off and we all like went to their Facebook and left mean reviews and <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, I just want you to know that when I was watching MSNBC the other day while I was at work, they kept showing, you know, the cute little map of like the cases and stuff. Mm. And I was like, oh, look at New England doing so great. Yeah. So much better than the rest of us. We're all <laughs> on fucking fire. <laughs> and New England is like, we're good. I mean, somehow we're, we're doing good with all these tourists. How, like, though? I really don't get it. And it's like leaf peeper season. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, I know these people are staying in their cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, it's, it's so crazy. I feel like people just aren't either getting tested or aren't reporting yeah. symptoms. Yeah. Leaf peepers. What, <laughs> I, I, was, I just enjoy that, the term leaf yeah. peepers. <laughs> the leaves are turning. Yael gloats about a poll she took which proves that half the students in school find farts funny and it only skewed slightly male. And I'm like, imagine being approached to answer this poll. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? Also, imagine doing like this much work to prove a point. Like, I know. Good on you, Yael, but like, wow, you went above and beyond to get this point across. Yeah. Oh my God. So Baz takes this as confirmation that Symphony of Farts will be well received. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I forgot that's what they called it. <laughs> Symphony of Farts. Oh. <laughs> she tries to explain that that wasn't the point of the poll, but he doesn't understand why this is so important to her. She doesn't want to be stereotyped based on gender. Baz tells her she doesn't have to participate and he's okay with it because girls farting is totally gross anyways. <laughs> Suck on that, Baz. Here comes Baz with the sexist (laughs) double standards again. It's like armpit hair on boys, all right. Armpit hair on girls, disgusting. What the hell? I never understood (laughs) that. I wish Yael would fart on him right now. (laughs) (laughs) Rubber armpit on him. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, I want her to fart on him right now, and then after she comes out as non-binary, fart on him again, be like, not as gross now, is it? According to you. Oh we just God. have the majority population of students that find farts funny, point and laugh as <laughs> it's <laughs> happening. How do you like it now? <laughs> Still <know>. funny? <laughs> Baz starts to go into the men's room when Yael stops him. This conversation is not over. Loved that moment. <laughs> Baz says she can't come in. She's a girl. Yael points out that the only thing the sign's communicating is that you have to be wearing pants, and she's wearing pants. So good. Mm -hmm. She pushes her way in. Hunter is standing there pissing, and everyone is mortified. (laughs) She rushes off, and Mrs. Grell sees the whole thing. But, like, I still don't know. I'm like, because the only time she's seen Hunter's dick still in picture form, Mm. because they were measuring dicks, (laughs) and she hasn't seen it in real life. I mean, right. Granted, I understand that there's a difference between seeing a dick in a sexual context Mm. versus seeing someone peeing. (laughs) That may be considered more private. Oh, no. (laughs) Although, like, I don't know. Men tend to whip it out, like, and pee. Wherever. Pretty often. Like, out in the woods and shit. They're like, all right, I'm going to walk five feet away and pee. It's like, they, like, go, like, when you're out in the woods hanging out, they'll just, like, walk, like, five, ten feet away and pee, and it's like, I don't want to really see that. Like, go further. Come on. It makes me want to get a sheepy so that <laughs> I, too, can just walk five feet away. I am curious yes. about trying a sheepy. I I have tried one. I yeah. can report they are excellent. Really? Honestly. <gasps> they work really well. Let me just tell you a secret. Shiwis are super fun just because, like, to say, hey, I have a shiwi is, like, really great. And yeah. to hold a shiwi in your hand and say I have, it's great. This is not an F oh, for yeah. shiwi. <laughs> but if you want to sponsor us, we'll, yeah. we'll take it. Just uh, go to the, the section in the grocery store or the hardware store where there's the mm. cooking utensils. And you get yourself a little funnel. Oh, okay. You just use a funnel. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you might kind of have to like stand over it a little yeah. more uncomfortably yeah, yeah, than yeah. what it's built for around mm. Chewy, but but yeah, the the ones that are specifically designed for it are like they curved fit. and yeah. I've always been curious, like, is it a good seal? Right. <laughs> like, how does it really like? There's I, I, there's definitely one. room for error and just piss in your pants. Mm. You know what I mean? And I don't <laughs> absolutely. And like depending on the situation, I don't want to risk it. You know what I mean? Because like I I accept that like I'll pee outside, mm-hmm. but I accept that like a little bit is gonna splash on my shoe. Yeah, and my ass is completely out. Like I so these are the things that I have to accept about me peeing outside. 
when that happens. I mm. would like to, I mean, granted, I'm trying to think like realistically, I feel like my ass would still have to like be out if I was wearing pants. I don't know. Do you just like shove it down your pants? Would you like fit it in a zipper yeah. situation? I don't know. Because you have to pull your underwear down because they don't put little holes, unless I was wearing ah, yeah, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, put yeah, little yeah. holes in our mm. underwear. True, true. Well, either way, I'm going to reach out and be like, we need to test this. Please send us your products. Dude. And we're going to report back next week. Yo, <laughs> I'm down. I'm fucking down. <laughs> and then if it works, we just have it. So it'll be great. Uh, Camping trips have never been so fun. <laughs> My problem is that like I would I would like test the boundaries of the sheepy and I'd like bring it to concerts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And there would be like people full on around me and I'd just be like pissing in a bottle and I'd be like, what? <laughs> I, got a she- I got a sheepy like leave me alone you know what I mean so like that's the problem is like that's where I would take it it wouldn't just be like an in the woods thing mm. it would definitely be like an out in the open I'm just using this opportunity while driving and traffic you know whatever like I just want to pee I think you everywhere. need to follow the rules that people with penises follow like yeah. not right in front of everybody five oh. feet off into the woods oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow then what's the fucking that. point <laughs> yeah I more just wanted to be like, oh, I don't have to get up at a concert. This yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah or guys sitting in a car that. for a really long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's excellent. <laughs> Maya goes down the list of talent show participants and is confused why she isn't on it. She catches up with Goldie and asks what's wrong. Goldie reassures her that they want her to participate, but they just don't want her to play that song. Why didn't they put her on yeah. that they knew that she was going to come and complain? Because, like, if I didn't see my name on the sh- on the list, I'd be like, well, that sucks. I didn't yeah. get in. And then, like, that would be that. I'd walk away. Yeah. Why didn't they be proactive and be like, we want you to do this, but can you sing right. not okay? You know? Like, write her name but put an asterisk that says, like, please see us or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. She says it might be too inspiring. And Maya doesn't get it. <laughs> She thinks that song might glamorize and romanticize suicide and doesn't want it to lead to more suicides. Okay, Goldie. Maya can't believe her song might make people want to kill themselves. Goldie says not necessarily, but they don't want to take any chances. But not okay has always been a bop, so maybe play that instead. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, we're over not okay. (laughs) I know we've talked about this before, I'm pretty sure, but it, I'm pretty sure it's the band Suicidal Tendencies mm-hmm. that has the song that's like, kill yourself, kill yourself, why don't you kill yourself? Oh like, God. can you imagine if she was like, I'm, yeah, I'll play something different. And then she just went up and did that. Yeah. Like, oh. No. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Not as inspiring. Yeah, Elle explains to Miss Grell that she shouldn't get in trouble because gender-exclusive bathrooms are ridiculous. Miss Grell isn't trying to punish her, she just wants to check in. Yael has made a lot of changes this semester and wants to make sure they're being supportive. Yael doesn't get it. Miss Grell points out that Yael started binding her breasts. It's okay if Yael wants to use a different bathroom or different pronouns, the school supports it. Yell is confused. She doesn't want to be a boy. I, I, can we just talk about the fact that Miss Grell is like, it's my job to notice them titties. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, okay. I'm so glad someone else said something first because, oh man, I felt the attention to the, to the breasts were just a, it was like, whoa, why? Well, it's so odd because like, I think, yes, Yael did have like, yeah, 
know, large boobs for her frame. Yeah, I mean, that was, like, a whole plot point, but she always wore, like, loose-fitting clothing. Right, she was actively trying to get rid of them. Right. Yes, she never was wearing low-cut tops. Like, it was, like, never ever in the entire, like, series was I like, damn, your L's got them big old bitties. Yeah, yeah. And, And then, like, once she bound them, everyone was like, where did those dig all bitties go? <laughs> What's going on? Is everything okay? Well, I, okay. Well, maybe that's like an important like subtext to the plot that they were trying to like reach to people where like maybe there is a little bit of attention drawn to things like that. Yeah. Subtextually that we may not think about on a daily basis where mm. like, mm. you know, the focus on female presenting human beings Mm -hmm. is like you know there is an expectation for for them to present themselves a certain way like if you are someone Mm -hmm. who has a bigger chest like you know a lot of female body people who identify as a female as well might quote unquote embrace that or Mm -hmm. you know put that on a platform or showcase it Mm -hmm. or you know so to say is with other features as well but you know I think it's important especially for like young girls Mm -hmm. like it, it, it could be really dangerous using that kind of language Mm. you know around situations like that Mm -hmm. with young you know younger more easily influenced and and easily confused or very you know outwardly confused young people where you know they are looking to these older maybe teachers or family members for advice and it's very Mm. needs to be a really careful 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 subject I mean, and there are, you know, people who identify as women who hate having bigger Mm -hmm. boobs, like, Mm -hmm. you know, in the context of, like, actually it's, like, painful on my back or just, like, I don't like this. Like, it's just too much, you know. So to make those assumptions, it's kind of like, let somebody kind of come out with that on their own. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. It's, like, such a personal thing, too. To, you know, ask someone about that is... Yeah. Could be Mm -hmm. a triggering thing. It could be, you know, a number of things. Right. I think, too, like, as a non-binary person who, like, is comfortable with their assigned gender, Mm -hmm. like, I, you know, I have breasts that I don't actively hate. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not something that maybe people, you know, put together, Mm. you know, as as something that's possible or as an equation, you know. That could be dangerous as well mm-hmm. for other yeah, people. Yeah, that's a good point. Like dysmorphia. Never really know how that could, like, mm-hmm. kick in for somebody. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, and there is this, like, idea that people who are non- non-binary will present as this, like, stereotypical concept of androgynous. Right. Mm-hmm. Short hair, you know, very, like, thin and, you know, sort of... I, I feel like where Degrassi went with this is kind of like a stereotypical androgynous thing but at the time i feel like it it fit that was what people expected Mm -hmm. but now as we go along and more people come out as non-binary and don't fit that we're kind of understanding more about like it's not all about presentation it's more your mental it's the inner yeah 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 and it's kind of cool to think about if maybe you know Netflix does pick up another Degrassi series, Mm -hmm. you know, to see how they might play around with with more plot lines like Mm -hmm. this as things evolve, you know, and like the language changes, Mm -hmm. the education around sexuality and gender changes. Right. I mean, we've seen, because we've been watching Degrassi forever, you know, there's definitely been, it's become more nuanced all the time, you know, as time goes by. I mean, they they introduced a trans boy 
in Next Generation and that was like a whole thing. And so they explore that and they explore, you know, being misgendered, all that stuff. That's really huge. I love, yeah. to, I love to hear that. And so I actually, I like, I was excited that they specifically did non-binary identities on the basis that mm-hmm. that is, a, people hear about trans men and women, but this is the first time that people are really right. talking about this specifically. Yeah. Especially because there's been an umbrella, I think there's been a lot of confusion around, is non-binary the same thing as transgender? Mm. Right. That's just not the case. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like, I tend to say trans and non-binary people, but like, from what I've gathered, some non-binary people identify as trans, some don't. Um, yeah, I think that's appropriate to say. Like, I was actually reading about this specifically earlier because okay. it's something I wanted, I did want to mention. But okay. I think there's something important about the difference between like the gender binary and gender identity. Because mm. I, I think oftentimes trans trans people are are leaning more towards a either female or male mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. identity yeah whereas non-binary is more of a uh, you know gender fluid mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to anything kind yeah. of situation right so there isn't really a transition into anything it's more of personally I would say a, a state of existence right mm-hmm. the thing like when I try to talk about gender and like even just mapping out where would I fit on the gender space map mm-hmm. I would call it because it's not a spectrum or spectrum it's not a binary it's not like a back and forth I feel like it's, it's a, a map with spectrums within right mm-hmm. and so like when I think about my own gender I'm like I I wouldn't place the pin right on woman but it's close enough that like I'm comfortable saying woman mm-hmm. but and that's the thing like a lot of people don't fully identify but not so much that they would like say they don't identify of what they were assigned at birth and like there's so many you know there's we talk about it later like you don't assign as any gender you you think you're both genders you're flip back and forth like there are so many different variations on that that yeah you know people people a lot of people are like well if you're non-binary you're in the middle and it's like "Mm." yeah some people yeah but right yeah i think it's important too to like it's per case I know some folks here in Chicago that what were assigned female at birth had top surgery and then came out as non-binary. Mm-hmm. And so I think that in of itself is is interesting because I think m- most you know people would associate top surgery with being trans, but it wasn't to be a trans man. It was because they just didn't want they didn't like their boobs. Yeah, you know? right. So yeah, it is. I mean, it is such a spectrum, and they're you know it, it's such a social construct. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it just depends on what it is you're feeling. Yeah, totally. Miss Grell explains that questioning your identity can be difficult for your mental health, and hands her a pamphlet. She's here to help. They've had transgender students before. Yael insists that that's not why she went into the boys' bathroom. Whatever the case may be, Miss Grell is here to help. I love that. I just, <laughs> I just need you to know I'm here to help. It was within the door okay. to the office was wide was open. open. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Confidentiality out that door. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, Miss Grill. Well, I guess I've never encountered a really good guidance counselor, so maybe <laughs> this is a like an accurate portrayal. <laughs> like if you, if you, what is it saying? If you end up as a high school guidance counselor, did your <laughs> your life didn't pan out the way you thought it would? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure there are some really great ones out there, but mine wasn't. Yeah. 
far and few between. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to all of our guidance counselor audience members right now. They're all like, fuck you guys. I'm turning you off. Zig is moping in yet another school hang zone when Frankie finds him. I don't think we've ever been to this school hang zone. I didn't recognize it. Wait. Oh, yeah. It's like a picnic table out, like, in a You know, area. actually, you know where I think we saw this? This is a bit of a throwback. <laughs> you remember the episode where they had other alumni come back? Like, I remember, mm. I think Paige and Marco okay. were having a conversation at this random picnic table. <laughs> it's a very underutilized <laughs> hangout spot. I have no idea where it is. But if I recall... I think that, yes, Marco and Paige okay. were there. And then I can't remember because one of the characters came up and was talking to them. Like, I want to say, Ma- who the fuck was it? Maya or Maybe. Tristan or something. Anyways, I don't know why I remember that. Yeah. But. <laughs> Frankie finds him and tells him everyone's been looking for him. Zig doesn't want to celebrate with everyone. Frankie assures him that he's not pathetic. I mean, she hacked into her boyfriend's socials and read his DMs. She knows pathetic. She wasn't a great girlfriend, but Zig points out what everyone should have been saying all along, that (laughs) Jonah also wasn't a very good boyfriend. Zig doesn't know what to do. Everyone is going to leave him. But Frankie will still be there. She's had a great time with Zig and Esme and is finally comfortable not having a boyfriend. Just then, Esme crashes the party, saying her normal insecure bullshit about them having fun without her. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> you're not having, you're having fun without me? How dare you? <laughs> oh, Esme. Yeah. Frankie leaves them to talk. Zig tries to reassure her that nothing was going on between him and Frankie, because obviously girls and boys can't just be friends. Esme is cool, though, because Frankie is cute. Why wouldn't he think so? Zig has no idea how to respond. I'd assume it was a trap if I was him too. <laughs> yeah, I, the way the way that Esme is going about this is so mm. like passive aggressive, mm. and I'm like, because in my even from the start, I was like, Esme totally wants to have a threesome. Like I can tell she wants to have a threesome, which is fine. But she keeps going about it where she's like, mm. I mean, it's you want to fuck her, don't you? And he's like, Oh, yeah, no, it but, was so yes, you do. Don't you? Why would you? Like, I don't know. She's just all over the fucking place. And I'm like, girl, if you want a threesome, like, you could you could go about this in, in a way that's not so angry. Oh, yeah. Because I'm not. Zig would be like, okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like what's mostly going to happen is that he would, like, fuck Frankie and then she would punch him in the face, like, as it was happening. So I, I don't know. <laughs> so Esme reassures him that it makes sense that he'd want to kiss her. He's human. She plays some ridiculous mind games with him, but he changes the subject. He doesn't know why he lied about being accepted to college. He was feeling down and Frankie was trying to cheer him up. Esme asks if she doesn't cheer him up. Uh, (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Zig is flabbergasted. What is happening? (laughs) Yeah, buddy, I feel the same. Esme says he's telling her he wants to kiss Frankie and storms off, leaving Zig a confused mess. Oh, poor Zig. Esme cries. Just Jesus Christ, woman. Ugh. It's just like, it's so manipulative. Like, yeah. Yeah, let's deal. not romanticize, like, 
controlling your partner like that. I mean, let's be Yikes. real. Everybody hates Esme. Yeah. <laughs> it's not I'm, learning, I'm learning this. I'm yeah. learning this. We do not think she's a good example right. of a stable like, and Oh, no. <laughs> not implying that at all. Yeah. Not implying that at all. Because it doesn't seem like Esme wants a threesome mm-hmm. because she's like attracted to Frankie or anything. Mm-hmm. It seems like she wants a threesome because in her mind, she's like, I have to give Zig what he wants mm-hmm. before he asks for it or does it anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it, like you were saying this insecurity in the background, like it's definitely for reasons that are not like sexual exploration on her part. Mm-hmm. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, something to do with controlling Zig or I don't know. Something not right. <laughs> As I like to say, Esme likes to come in on the, the crazy train. Choo, choo. <laughs> Full steam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> another hang zone. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yael finds Hunter in another of the school's hang zones as he's doing homework. He hasn't been returning her texts. He was actually in class today. She starts to relay her weird convo with Miss Grell, asking if Yael wants to be a dude. Of course she doesn't want to be like the nerd squad dummies. The bell rings and Hunter rushes off to math. Yael doesn't get why he's going without her. They're in the same class. (laughs) Yael turns to VJ and Baz, who have apparently been sitting there the whole time. (laughs) We just pan over to them and it's like, hey guys. (laughs) Oh, you were listening to that conversation? (laughs) She questions what's wrong with Hunter and Baz is like, uh, what's wrong with you? VJ tries to stop him, but he goes on to point out the no boobs thing, armpit hair, and bathroom thing. You don't want to make out anymore. (laughs) Yeah, Hunter also confided in Baz that they don't even make out anymore. He wonders what she is if she isn't trans, which is like, wow, way to reinforce arbitrary gender roles. Mm -hmm. Is she a lesbian? They reassure her that it's cool if she is, but she's shocked that they think that. But they're confused because she's acting confusing. Baz thinks she needs to figure it out or break up with him. I thought that was a really important scene. Like, that, just that question. Like, are you a lesbian? Are you mm-hmm. are you trans? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I I feel like my, my relationship with high school and, like, because I, I came out later, mm-hmm. I didn't really struggle with that verbiage mm-hmm. with the people that I came out to. So, like... It's, I can, I can relate though, cause you know, thinking about if I had come out at an earlier time or like mm-hmm. in situations or environments that I would have been when I was around that age, it's weird to try and like yeah. understand how that could be confusing for somebody else too. Mm-hmm. You know, well, like, are you or aren't you? And like not realizing yeah. how that, I'll say it again, like dangerous language, mm-hmm. like how that could be detrimental as well. So I don't know. I think it's really cool how they're drawing attention Mm -hmm. to like possible dangerous Mm. ways to deal with very potential situations right right because why is it so fucking important for them to know like why does she (laughs) have to figure it out right this second like right yes she's being confusing because she herself is confused so right which is totally normal and natural and they're like no but fucking fit your goddamn hole in a peg and (laughs) fucking do it do it. Yeah, well, and, like, that's, there's a danger around assumptions, too, mm. just around anything, but, like, gender especially or sexual, you know, sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. My, It's funny. My parents used to 
dissuade us from making assumptions with anything because my dad used to say it makes an ass out of you and me mm-hmm. you know to assume is just not smart yeah. right you know it doesn't show thought it doesn't show care I think that's something that's just like stuck with me for a long time right now so when you came out you were already in Brattleboro yeah so did you find it was like easier because like we actually have a for a small town, we have like a decent amount of trans and non-binary people like in our friend group and mm-hmm. just in town in general. Sure. Like, so did that help you feel more comfortable? A million hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I will say it every time anyone asks. And even when people don't, I mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have come out when I did if it hadn't have been for the group of people that I was around. Yeah. Mm. Finding a atmosphere and not even just an atmosphere like the atmosphere of Brattleboro itself as a blanket is really you know pretty generally accepting mm-hmm. I we feel do have our shitty rednecks though. we have plenty <laughs> of those but like as as because I'm like I am not born and bred in Brattleboro right like, I've only lived here for almost two years mm-hmm. so like coming here and you know being a newcomer in the town it was it was you know neat to see like no one I knew absolutely no one here mm-hmm. So coming into a town as a brand new person, realizing that like it was a pretty cool community of non-biased people that Mm -hmm. felt pretty cool to be around, you know, where it was just like I was seen and validated for who I was at the surface. Um, And there was no really questioning it further than that. I was just Mm -hmm. accepted. Yeah. Which was totally foreign and new to me. Right. So yeah, I think being, being here definitely was at least part, if not the like igniting factor to my coming out Mm -hmm. I mean I feel like a lot of our friends if they didn't already live here moved here and then came out after moving here so you know it's it seems to be a good town for acceptance of like all people you know, we had we had bars like Arkham. No. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, Rest in peace, Arkham. That were very like a good place for people to come together and get to know people of totally. all different demographics and interests and all that stuff. Yeah. Hopefully we can find a new place after COVID. I know. Hey, oh my maybe my, uh, my slicer pizza joint will be yeah. a bar too. There you <laughs> go. Just don't go in the old burrito place because that is a six it's month. doomed. Uh. So like. Zoom, doomed, doomed. <laughs> a lot of really good businesses are closing because like we're just, they're not getting the help. Oh my God. Our, our friend John really He's very vocal about how he got zero help for his business. Absolutely nothing. And, you know, we're just, we don't have that, like, safety net for mm-hmm. our businesses. So, so many good businesses are going under or really struggling right now. Can we just get, like, a UBI and shit? Like, Wouldn't it be give, nice? Give businesses some support and then we can all quarantine and for real this time. And put a hold on mortgages. So then, therefore, you could put a hold on rent. Like, yeah. There's just a lot of options that we could have done that would have really helped, like, everyone. But so we're going to go on for, like, 60 years, and then we're going to go away. <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, fucking Trump this. caught it, and there's any, we don't know, like, maybe by the time this comes out, we'll know. But right. he's claiming, oh, I'm feeling so much better. COVID isn't a big deal. Don't let it run your life. Yeah, but I don't know. Fucker. Didn't we know he was going to say that, though? Yeah. I mean, people are skeptical of if he even, even got has it. it. Yeah. But 
We'll see. What I'm hoping for is like Death. just just like Avril Lavigne <laughs> is that he dies, but they replace him with a doppelganger. <laughs> and then, we, then we get to decide, like, why he doesn't look as orange? Wait a minute, is it him? Are we sure? I don't know. Did he have that birthmark there? I'm not sure. Like that's that's I want that mystery to happen. But yeah, if Trump getting it can't make people take it seriously, I don't know what it's gonna take. Like, fuck. Hi. It's gonna go one of two ways. Yeah. I don't know. I think America's, you know, just like the Romans, we're doomed. <laughs> it's, it's gonna fall. Yeah. We just now need a pit to kick him in. Right. <laughs> and watch him fall dramatically in slow motion, <laughs> and I will feel so much better. Oh yeah. <laughs> Zig is now wallowing on a picnic table as Tiny brings him a bunch of info on community colleges with awesome programs. I can confirm that community colleges can be pretty sweet. I did telecommunications and broadcasting at one school where I learned audio and video production. And then I also did interior design at another school. So it's like you can get like a really good foundation to either like start a career or go on to a four-year school. So, oh yeah, you know. I got a a liberal arts and sciences degree Mm -hmm. at community college and then transferred to a four-year school where I did an acting program. And literally it was like, as opposed to paying, you know, for four years of private school, I only paid for two and a half. And I got all my gen eds out of the way. And then I got, you know, to where I went and was like, sweet, I just have to take acting classes and like a handful of like, you know, core classes. But And you enjoyed yourself during it. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what like I, with the search, is like Mm -hmm. what I'm looking for. It's like making sure I'm really going to be pumped about it. Right. It's about the friends you make along the way. (laughs) 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 But you got to do like theater while there. Like was it it school theater or were you in like independent companies? No, they, I went to Middlesex Community College in Massachusetts and they had, I don't know if they had a theater, Actually, I think they did. They might have had a theater degree. Mm. I didn't get the theater degree there. I just got, I wanted like all the gen eds out of the way, but I still took a bunch of acting Mm -hmm. theater classes and did all their productions and stuff like that. So it was still, you know, it was definitely an education that while I, you know, had to do all the core classes, I still had a really good time and did what my interests were. So, so Zig is not interested. He just wants to ditch class and get drunk. (laughs) Tiny points out that they have a history test. And he reassures him that it's okay, they'll figure it out. But Zig is also struggling with the idea that Esme might be trying to break up with him. Esme mistakenly thinks that something is going on with Frankie. It's inevitable though. Everyone is moving on while he'll just stay in Toronto being a loser. Tiny is down to help though and Zig takes this as an opportunity to impress Esme with a future plan. Tiny thinks he's missing the point, but whatever, he just wants him to go to school. Zig gives Tiny a big old hug. What a pal. Dude love. (laughs) I wish they like delved into the fact that like Zig doesn't have any aspirations for himself at Mm -hmm. all. All anything, anytime he does anything, it's all motivated by his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Like he just doesn't he doesn't live for himself at all. Right. Like, it's just like, what's going on with my girlfriend? What does my girlfriend want to do? I'm all consuming my girlfriend. It's like, Zig, what, what about Zig? Codependency. Codependency. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it, he's so codependent. And it's like, oh, Zig. Dancing was like the only thing I think he did for himself. And then we haven't heard about it since. No, and he only did that because <laughs> Esme invited him onto the troops. So they did that together. Yeah, but he wasn't like interested in her yet. Or they hadn't True. hooked up yet. So... 
I feel like that was how they got together. Mm-hmm. But why did he even start that? I can't. He had a dance off with Tiny. He the reason why he started dancing is because <laughs> that the, he did some dance moves, or maybe it was just his look. And then this woman in, in like saw him at the cafe yeah. at the dot and was like, "Hey, big boy!" Like, in so many words, like, "Would you like to audition for this?" this dance troupe yeah. and he was well she you know i don't know i remember how she posed it right. but he was like sweet dance auditions i like to dance and then they got there and they were like take your clothes off and he was like okay <laughs> he took his clothes off yeah and then was like wait a minute <laughs> you're looking for strippers because they were like you're 18 right and he was like yeah but yeah so but I, I think that's like the the only thing i can remember i well he did the play he has done things for himself but he is often consumed in his relationships so mm-hmm. i just want i just want zig to live for himself you know? <laughs> um. <laughs> Back in the last hang zone, Lola is enlightening Yael about the surprise element of farting. <laughs> Yael does- <laughs> oh my god, I totally forgot. Because <laughs> if because if, if you were to be like, I'm going to fart and then fart, not funny. No, it actually would be funny. <laughs> Not to Lola. She likes the element of surprise, okay? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yael doesn't care, though, and plants a big one on Lola while she has a mouthful of food. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would have liked some consent, Yael. Like, like, what the hell? You can't just be kissing people out of nowhere like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, she seems fine with it, but still, I'm like, what? What? Lola is like, uh, it's okay? Yeah, Elle explains she's just trying to see if she's gay. Honestly, I think Lola would be a good gay test. Like, she's pretty adorable. Mm. (laughs) If you don't like Lola, are you really gay? (laughs) They seem to have a friendship, too. Oh, they do. They have a really good friendship. I I always find it interesting that that's always, like, the gay test. Yeah. You have to kiss somebody of the same gender, and it's like, (laughs) I didn't have to kiss anybody to know I was attracted to men. Right. You know what I mean? Like... And so I just find it so interesting that, and they're always it like, nope, nope, not, not gay. Uh-uh. Like, but also, <laughs> but also the same on the same token, like I, there's plenty of dudes that I wouldn't want to kiss. So like, mm. if I just found a random dude that I wasn't attracted to and was like, I'd be like, oh damn, I'm not straight. I'm gay. Yeah, but I guess I'm gay because I didn't want to kiss this because I don't want to kiss Donald Trump. I guess. <laughs> Yes, I'm gay. You can't compare Lola to Donald Trump. I know. Okay. Okay. You're right. Who's, I guess who's an attractive man that I don't want to kiss? Vin Diesel. I don't want to kiss Vin Diesel. So I guess I'm gay now. Oh my God. I didn't, uh, I didn't realize. Didn't know. Things Degrassi will do for humans. (laughs) (laughs) So Yael doesn't think that's the issue, and Lola is glad she could help. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Whatever. Just kiss me out of nowhere. It's fine. It's cool. I'm down. She's like, as long as you figured your shit out, that's fine. (laughs) What are friends for? Right? Like, imagine, like, a dual plot line where she's like, hold on a minute. I think I'm gay. I'm gay. Right? (laughs) Wait. Yael, get back here. Hubba hubba. Hey, Netflix, call me. (laughs) Pitch a plot. Or if it just... What if it just starts like a kissing line where like she kissed, she, you know, and then, and then Lola is like, well, now I have to figure it out. And then she kisses a girl and is like, no, maybe I'm not. But then the other girl's like, wait a minute. 
what's this? And then it's just a little kissing chain. And then everyone gets mono. <laughs> and that's how we learn about COVID 2020. Hmm. Yeah, that's how it all began. <laughs> a kiss heard around the world that turned into COVID. Oh my God. But so what's wrong with you, L? She explains that she feels in between, not really like a girl, or at least the normal concept of what being a girl is. She hates makeup and her boobs. She doesn't feel like a boy, and she's into Hunter, so she's not gay. Lola is reminded of a YouTuber she watches. They're genderqueer or gender fluid or something along those lines. People who feel like they're in between a boy or a girl, or they're both, or they're neither. Yael doesn't really get it. Lola sort of explains in her own way that gender is a social construct and you can really be whatever you want. She shows Lola the account of the vlogger and says, it's makeover time. Yael is like, Jesus Christ, Lola, we don't always need makeovers. (laughs) But Lola is actually right this time. Mm -hmm. If Yael was to express themselves without thinking in terms of the gender binary, what would that look like? Makeover! (laughs) Lola loves a makeover. (laughs) I thought it was really cute how they did that. Like, Mm -hmm. the dynamic of it being two friends and, Mm -hmm. like, intimate in that way where, you know, they Mm -hmm. were comfortable to have that conversation of, like, you know, it wasn't necessarily directed straight towards gender and it wasn't necessarily directed straight towards sexuality. Mm -hmm. It was more as in, like, we're just going to focus on you Mm -hmm. and, like, how you feel and what makes you comfortable and, like, this isn't about anybody else. This Mm -hmm. is about you right now. And and Lola doesn't frame it like, oh, what's wrong with you? Right. Well, see, yeah, that that was really cool, too. I noticed that that's something that Yael said was, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. And And everyone's telling Yael there's something. That there's something wrong with them. And then Lola was like, that's, whoa, like, hang on a sec. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. This is you. Right. We'll work. We'll figure it out. Yeah. This really shows how important, like, having solid people around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I love that she says, like, regardless of gender, what... Like, what would you wear? Like, what mm-hmm. what is just what does Yael want to wear? You know, yeah. like, yeah, just so so lovely. And friends, yeah. the boys in the nerd squad wow the crowd with their fart lighting extravaganza. <laughs> so the only <laughs> thing ridiculous. that I'm impressed by in this act is that they were like holding their legs up for that long a period of time because that would take a lot of ab strength <laughs> and like. You're basically like you're yeah. you're what are you, you're toning your abs while also like <laughs> fart like I don't know it's a lot it's a lot to take in you're like tensing they should make a, a workout video yeah you're tensing yeah. one muscle but then also like releasing another muscle so like I don't know it's, it's <laughs> there's got to be some internal struggle there yeah, yeah. and they're they're farting like, to don't the let tune go. <laughs> to the tune of the song they like. They've been practicing hard with only coming up with this concept last night. So, oh golly, yes. I guess I just based on the fact that there's fire involved. Like in the, yeah. in the city of Chicago, you can't even light a candle on stage. That is illegal. <laughs> so I'm like, how how are they just lighting farts? They're making like little poof, like <laughs> fucking like balls of fire, essentially. Lower emission gases in Canada. That's <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. The school is just like, go ahead. We don't care. If we, we've had fires before. We have insurance for a reason. <laughs> They've had fires before. Oh, my God. Anyways, but yeah, go ahead. By all means, light your fucking farts on fire. Have all the kids. <laughs> 
They can afford all those hangout spots. Yeah. I'm sure all the fire <laughs> insurance is in place. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so everyone is shocked, but oddly into it. Baz comes up as proud as he's ever been in his entire life. <laughs> we see the ridiculously small crowd, and Craig, the judge, gives them a standing ovation. Oh, he loved it. <laughs> Brava. <laughs> Again, encore. I'm looking at this crowd like, are the only people there the people who are in it? Like, there's nobody <laughs> there's here. There's anyone watching. <laughs> no, I was also so confused because you like, hear the cheers of the crowd, yeah. but like in the background behind the judges is just like somebody dresses a clown. Yeah, exactly. I, like, you know, so I don't know. It did seem like there was only people also performing there. Yeah. I, How are they raising money with this? <laughs> I assumed it was just budget cuts, like maybe Degrassi. <laughs> they were like, look, we are, we know we're getting canceled, mm. so like, we can't pay as many extras, no extras so make it work i mean i remember back in the day when they would have like basketball games and the gym was like tiny <laughs> and yeah. was, like 30 people in the audience so you got to make it look like a lot you just mm-hmm. you know it is what it is it's tv <laughs> i steadily yeah. thought that it was just like the rehearsal yeah pre- prior to the actual show i totally thought that too because of the fact that we were only seeing people look like they were performing so i was like oh okay this is the rehearsal but wait a minute they're being judged okay yeah. <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> Zoe is shocked by how sweet it was. She introduces the musical stylings of Maya Matlin. Maya nervously introduces her performance and starts playing black or white. Craig is intrigued, and so is the clown in the background. There's the clown. (laughs) Uh, I just hate it. I hate how low energy Maya always is. Yeah. Like, that is such a terrible way to start performing, like, anything, where you're just like, Hi, guys. Hey. Um... I'm, I'm Maya Matlin, and I'm going to perform this song. And it's like, you don't even, like, no, like, who, that doesn't engage me at all. I'm no. like, what the, who was this snooze fest about to start? Okay. <laughs> Introduction to a murder mystery. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm, she, every single time she performs anything, it's always, like, very meek. And then yeah. you're like, whoa, she can sing. Wow. <laughs> but I'm like, she needs to work on her performance. Her performances right. are always, like, so boring. I, I'm Maya Matlin, and I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I I like a show. I want to see, I want to see dancing and lights. And no, Maya's just always boring. Honestly, we talk about me relating to Maya, and that's me too. <laughs> and every time, Jesse, I watch you perform karaoke. I'm in the audience. I try to get the booze started. I'm like, no, guys, she sucks. Boo, boo, and no, they're all like, Carly, please, she's your cousin. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Boo. <laughs> So. I just like I'm always like standing up there like Ooh, but like I'm singing people are like into me singing but I'm like I can't move <laughs> there's good times I've done karaoke with you before though where yeah. you've gotten like rather animated when I'm like have to meet the level yeah. Yeah. I, I am not one that excels in karaoke <laughs> I mean it's it's normally when it's like a group thing mm. and then we're all being like playing to each other but when I'm just up there by myself I'm like oh my fucking god yeah. I don't think I could even do that kudos to you but I guess also Jesse you are not Maya Matlin mm. who is a singer songwriter and is banking True. her entire future on a musical career you're just at karaoke so I'm not <laughs> judging you as harshly for not putting your all into the performance aspect of karaoke you're yelling out like 
I paid for this shit? What the hell? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> These drinks better be free because this is bullshit. <laughs> we cut to Lola staring at Yael trying to figure out how to style them. You can't rush a makeover. No. Mm-mm. Yael pulls off their wig and Lola is like, I knew it. I also <laughs> said that when they pulled off their wig, I was like, oh, yes, that was so we bad. All, <laughs> we all knew it. Like, yeah, the pin job was just ridiculous. Because we were all, I'm so glad that this was the storyline that they went with for Yael because we all at home were like, when are they going to address Yael's wig? <laughs> when is that going to be a thing? And yeah. then finally it was like, oh, thank Jesus. Take that off. Yeah. I, I definitely, like, delved into Instagram to try and find them as an actor. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was always, like, flawlessly colored and cut, and it's just, like, yeah. nobody's hair is that consistent. Right. Because uh-huh. Lola's hair fluctuates. Like, you can you can tell when it hasn't been recently dyed. So And that yeah. blue, oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's a good Beautiful. blue. Yael was never into their hair, but Lola can work with it. Lola starts to ask about pronouns. Often non-binary people use pronouns like Z instead of he or she. So like back in the day when I first started hearing about being non-binary, I do remember a lot of people saying Z and like a couple different variations, but like recently it's been more often they. And is that like a general shift or is it still like situational? I think, like, generally it's, like, a safer shift. And it's, Mm -hmm. this is, like, a purely personal, like, breakdown of this. But I feel like possibly it could be for the sake of making it easier for other people. Mm -hmm. You know, just kind of, like, using they. Like, we kind of use they on Mm -hmm. a regular basis anyway. Like, they Mm -hmm. ran to the grocery store. Or they needed extra roll of quarters for the Mm -hmm. cash register or Mm -hmm. something like that. You know, so, like, it's kind of already there in daily verbiage. But, like... Not used specifically for one person. Yeah. So I think like when I was first learning about what pronouns I might want to use, mm-hmm. they fit because that confusion was there. Mm-hmm. During that time, I was still very confused, like how I wanted to identify and like mm-hmm. they fit really perfectly as a blanket mm-hmm. and it still kind of does. You know, yeah. it kind of goes back to that self-protection thing where, you know, I use she pronouns with certain people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think like, for a general group of non-binary folks, they is safe. Yeah. And it, it, it does work for other people to kind of like just implement it into daily mm-hmm. use. You know, kind of stop trying to say it goes to like, hey guys, or yeah, and, mm-hmm. and using hey folks, or right. how do y'all feel about this instead of how do you guys right. feel about this. Mm-hmm. And it's just subtle things, but it, yeah. you know, it, it, it could really mean a lot for a specific person, mm-hmm. you know, it oh, yeah. make them just feel more comfortable and it right. can make them feel very seen or it could give them the encouragement to come out if maybe they are trying to work up to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like a lot of people seem to be like, but I just use you guys. And like, I'm one of them. I've used you guys my whole life. Like new. Yeah. I know I've already used thing. it in the podcast. Yeah. But I'm trying to like edit that out. I definitely still say it sometimes and I'm like, shit. Yeah. But, um, I do too. And yeah. it's, yeah. And it's like, you know, and if, if I specifically know I'm around people who don't like that, yeah. then I, you know, have in my mind, like, don't use it. But like, if I'm around people who I know, like, don't care, that's, you know, yeah. I still kind of use it. 
Then you have those fucking people who are like, it's not grammatically correct. Yeah, shove it up your fucking ass. Like it is. Yes, it is. But it is because people use it all the time when right. they don't know someone's gender exactly. or they're saying a generalized thing. Like, but there are so many assholes out there. Well, I just am a grammar person. Like, fuck but, off. Yeah, yeah, but those are the same people that are out there to say all lives matter. Right. You know, like, those are the same people that are just looking to mm-hmm. pick a fight with people who mm-hmm. have something valid to say. Mm-hmm. Because it challenges their point of view or their upbringing right. or, you know, their they're, they're yeah, you're comfortability using right. with their sexuality <laughs> yeah. or their gender mm-hmm. constructs that, like, you know, under the covers we may not know how they right. struggle with their sexuality or their gender identity. And that mm-hmm. could be a triggering thing for them. Yeah. Where they, you know, lash out with, mm-hmm. with anger or, you know, well, that doesn't make sense. You right. know, whatever it might be. Mm. It's It could be a very reactive situation, too. Yeah. It doesn't make it better <laughs> or okay, but like, but yeah, it, it's just like a thing that like when people make that argument, it's like, shut the fuck up. Just like get over it. Yep. Right. Language evolves. Like mm-hmm. things get added to the dictionary. YOLO or... is in the dictionary. Right. <laughs> so can you just, I, what would we do without that? Yeah. I was finally waiting for my existence to be validated. And once they put that in there, I was like, excellent. <laughs> I think I'm happy. I yeah. mean, yeah, like things, language evolves. Like there's a shit ton of words that like Shakespeare came up with that were right. never words and phrases before and they've been accepted. So assassination. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that Shakespeare invented the word assassination. Really? Or assassinated oh, or assassinate. You. Like one of the verbiage of it. Yeah. Yell isn't sure why they'd change, but Lola explains that if you're not a boy or a girl, why would you go by he or she? Lola pulls out an outfit she managed to pick up at lunch. An <laughs> expert on lunchtime shopping. And again, how long is her fucking lunch? Like, <laughs> I like to imagine that Lola actually just went to like the lost and found and was like, this will work. Yes. The lunchtime lost and found shopping spree. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love how that like ties in later where she's like, I have a clam kit. Yes. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Who the fuck does that? Who has a locker big enough for a glam kit? Honestly. (laughs) Also, even if Yael was like going to change their look back, they're not a glam person. Yeah, right. I know. I was like, what is the glam look that that Lola would put on Yael that would make sense for what Yael is feeling right now? (laughs) I'm pretty sure glam is not it. We're going to go overdo it and give you a huge full face of makeup. Yeah, right. (laughs) Do you like this better, Hunter? (laughs) Do you like this? (laughs) Anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yael is concerned not about the look, but about Hunter's reaction. What if he hates it? Lola isn't sure what will happen, but Yael's opinion is the only one that matters. They look in the mirror to assess the look, and Yael gets overwhelmed with emotion. It's not bad. It's perfect. So great. The water I know. <laughs> the water works. Yeah. I refuse oh to gosh. cry to TV. I'm like, I feel it. I'm like, no, don't do it. But I'm sitting there like, mm. Yeah, I do that like sad, like 12 year old. I'm sitting on the counter like, you can't see me. I'm not emotional. Mm-hmm. You don't see the tears in my eyes. Oh, I like the whale. <laughs> so, so. It was just, it was so sweet. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. beautiful. And it was so resonant too, having that moment where I still have like, Sometimes daily where I'll look mm-hmm. in the mirror where I'm like, I feel really comfortable today. Yeah. And it's just like that 
that that emotional release where it's just like, okay, I can breathe mm-hmm. for right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can leave my house and feel comfortable. Yeah. I mean, like, I was so happy for Yale, and also I'm just like, I love their friendship. I know. <laughs> such a good friendship. I really, yeah, that's, it's really sweet to see. I'm glad there is, like, like one person there, at least, yeah. who, like, gets it and is cool with it and supportive. And because... I'm so glad it's not the teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Miss Growl doesn't, is, she's not a uh, lunchtime shopping spree master the way that <laughs> is. So, really, it wouldn't have made sense. All right. So, we cut back to the talent show as Maya finishes her song. Everyone cheers, but Maya is kind of weird about it. But she eventually smiles. Just like you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I guess I did all right. <laughs> Just makes me think of that moment in Wayne's World. I like to play. <laughs> I haven't watched <laughs> Wayne's World in a very long time. <laughs> I've been thinking about rewatching it, though. Uh, oh, do it. Always recommend it. Frankie and Esme swim at Hollingsworth Place when Zig arrives. Eternal summer in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's like- it's like March maybe right now. That pool is never closed. Never. <laughs> Heated 24-7. No. Esme jumps out and kisses him. Zig is surprised that they're cool, but Esme is like, duh. He shows her his college applications and Esme tosses them in the pool. I really hope he had not filled those out yet. Like, I, know, I hope they were still like, blank because what true. the fuck. It's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> He's like, that was my essay. <laughs> my only copy. I didn't save it to Google Drive. oh god she's like you don't want to go to community college you want to come live with me and cook for me not a you know what if you're rich i'd be like (laughs) i mean not a bad scenario yeah you know if you can afford the housing and you're just gonna make your boyfriend come live with you i'm like yeah from esme's perspective yeah that's a pretty good idea you can maybe go to community college there yeah esme just thinks they should chill for now and she pushes him into the pool. Did he have his phone in his pocket? I mean, so many That's questions. The, honestly, <laughs> first thing I thought. So oh Esme brings up how silly it is that the school thinks they had a threesome. Oh, Frankie yeah. is like, yeah, right. Like, we do that. Mm-hmm. But Esme disagrees. They get all the rep with none of the fun. Zig thinks it's crazy, but Esme is kind of into it. She encourages Frankie to kiss Zig. He told her he wanted to, and Zig is all like, what the fuck? No. Oh, Frankie. <laughs> no, so naive. I didn't. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> I mean, he never said he did. Let's be I, like, you told me. And like, no, okay. I didn't. No, that's not what he said. Esme insists it'll be funny. Frankie gives him a little pick. Frankie is like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. But <laughs> Esme is unimpressed. Time for a kissing contest. Of course it is. (laughs) She grabs Zig and starts making out with him, then signals for Frankie to do the same. The threesome is on. (laughs) Kids these days, they're growing up so fast. (laughs) I mean, you just kind of saw it coming, that's all I have. Yeah, oh no, we did. The second they all started hanging out, I'm like, they're going to become a thruple, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of like want to see where that might go, Mm. because, you know... Like, I thought that the whole time, but I couldn't remember because I had watched this before, like, when it first came out. Right. But I didn't remember this plot, but I immediately was like, they're going to have a thruple. I don't know if I'm saying that because I've seen it and just it's in the back of my mind or it's, like, obvious, but you're saying Mm -hmm. it's obvious. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I couldn't, I 
feel like I remember that that's what happened. Yeah. But then like last, the last episode we watched, I was like, wait, maybe that was it. Maybe they just talked about it. And then this episode, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, they're totally, <laughs> this is happening. This is happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Tristan is shocked that Maya only got second place. She lost to a bunch of farting nerds. Maya supports the technical aspect of the performance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but none of that matters. It was great to be on stage again. Goldie and Zoe steal her away. The Craig Manning of downtown Sasquatch wants a word with her. Oh, <laughs> my God. I hope it's downtown Sasquatch that's at Coachella. They got back together. <laughs> Jimmy is rapping now. Yes, and, and Manny is on tambourine. <laughs> That was like whatever that funk band was that Manny oh. was on tambourine for. I don't remember their name. Damn. See, this is where I'm picking up bits and pieces of ABC Family Specials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So they introduce him and take off. Craig compliments her performance, but is disappointed that she didn't play Last Exit to Freedom. Maya is surprised he lurked her SoundCloud and he's like, Lurk. lurked? I'm um, just doing my homework? Doing, wait, no, okay. Let's be doing your homework to judge a fucking high school talent show. I know. No, I think you did weird. in fact lurk. That's what I think because why, like, why would you be like, let me just get a feel for these kids' talents before I see them perform? Yeah. Yeah, what would even like motivate him to check her SoundCloud? Honestly, at all? like he'd have to Google, yeah. yeah, their name, yeah, or like know that they have a Spotify or yeah. a SoundCloud to to like. He's just always it. paying attention to Degrassi bands. Like, yeah, right. This is a side this hobby. This is my high school. <laughs> I am alumni. Yeah, right. We stay together. It's true. Mm-hmm. We gotta support each other. <laughs> Degrassi. Forever. <laughs> I actually wish that instead of Craig, it was Joey. And it was like, oh my God, Joey from the Zit Remedy is judging? Oh my God, what? I'm assuming that's like a jingle or something from a while ago. <laughs> so in the 80s and 90s version, Degrassi Junior High, there was a character who was in a band. Well, there was, sorry, there's three characters in a band in the late 80s, early 90s. And then two of the characters came back and were adults in the Degrassi Next Generation. And they would always reference the one song that they had <laughs> in the just original the show. Yeah. Just the one. And they sang it all the all time. The time. Okay. And so that's what's so funny about the band that was called The Zit Remedy. And they had their one song <laughs> Which was, uh, everybody wants something, they'll never give up. Like, and that, and they would sing it all the time. That's a great name for a band, yeah. the Zit Remedy. Mm-hmm. Clear still. With their follow-up. <laughs> Acne cream. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Thank you for that snippet of, of course. trivia. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Maya explains that she was in a dark place when she wrote it and doesn't want to make people suicidal. Craig can relate, though. He went all bipolar when he was supposed to write a song for the Kevin Smith movie back in the day. But songs like that help people know they aren't alone. Craig tells Maya that he's going on tour and looking for an opener. He'd love to meet with her and hear more of her songs. But she needs to think about it. Craig tells her to grab his info from Zoe if she's interested. This would never happen. (laughs) Handed a deal and you're just like... I'll think about it. <laughs> I'm more, I'm more meant like he's like, hey, high schooler, right. <laughs> with no experience. I mean, she is about to graduate. True. So like, she won't be in high school. But still, the peop the bands in Degrassi always get like really 
ridiculous opportunities mm-hmm. that like high school bands do not get. The one high school, the star school. Yeah. <laughs> so Tristan can't believe she's unsure. Touring with someone like Craig is her dream. Maya just doesn't know if she's ready, but she's psyched she was even asked. Tristan, do you see Tristan was like creeping in the background that whole time? Like he just was like staring like, hey. No. He was very invested. I just, <laughs> it, it's just his fucking blue sunglasses that irritate the fuck out of me. Like I just can't <laughs> help but stare at them. Like I fucking hate those so much. So I was watching this with my partner and she goes, wait, is he blind? Did I miss that? <laughs> Have I missed that this whole season? No. I no. Like, no, I think it's just a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nope, not blind. Just stupid. Okay, just be honest. I just need to see life in a blue tone. Yeah, like I don't see the road, road yeah, the world through rose-colored glasses. I see them through these blue lenses. I don't know. Yeah, it's cloudy it's blue. Blues. It's like the first filming of Twilight, the first movie. It's like that constant blue hue. He saw Avatar and was like, "I just want to, I just want everything to be blue." That's how I, I would like life i'm gonna start but they're gonna be more stylish you know Mm. maybe some aviators yeah 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 so yael approaches hunter at his locker and asks what he thinks of their new look he's not thrilled and asks if they're gay yael says no but do they want to be a dude also no but yael doesn't really feel like a girl either hunter has no idea what they're talking about yael thought hunter would be okay with it but he clearly isn't Hunter doesn't know what he'd be if he was a dude dating someone who is whatever. Yael doesn't know either, but who cares? Hunter insists he likes girls. Yael thought Hunter liked them, so what does that mean? Hunter is confused. He wants them to be happy, but can't handle the change. He walks off as Lola approaches to comfort Yael. Lola offers them a glam kit if Yael wants to change, but this is who Yael is now. Hunter will come around if he really loves them, but Yael isn't going back for anyone. Lola thinks that's badass, and yeah. Yael thanks her for the support. It is badass. It it's is so badass. badass. And, like, that's the moment that I was waiting for during that yeah. scene where I was like, okay, where where is the liberation? Where right. is the autonomy? Mm-hmm. And Yael looks so cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm and you like, see the light in their face. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and it, it's, I don't know, I just think it's so wild that Hunter would be like, what the fuck? When, like, when, Yael, I mean, the, truly taking the wig off is, like, the biggest difference. Mm-hmm, because yeah. Yael, I wouldn't say Yael ever really particularly dressed feminine. Right. You know what I mean? Um. So, like, I didn't find the outfit choice to be that, like, out of the realm of what they would have worn before anyways. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, you know. They're not wearing the wig, but like, I'm like, you've been dating Yael for a long time now. Yeah. Yael never took off their wig ever. Right. Ever? Like, you, like, did you not know? Like, you know, I don't know. It's just so weird to me. I'm sure it's more than that, but. Yeah, there's, I don't know. There's like, I think when I first started questioning my gender identity, like I was in a relationship with, mm-hmm. it was a very cis-hetero relationship. And you know, beginning to question my gender identity Mm. kind of came across in a very physical way, you know, outward way, Mm -hmm. where the things people noticed was my appearance. Mm -hmm. You know, I stopped putting on as much makeup. I, and it was small, it was gradual, it was slow. And, you know, it's been a lot more drastic within the last year, but Mm -hmm. I noticed those, those things starting early on and being Mm. in such a boxed in, stereotypical 
relationship mm. kind of made things a little difficult to explore within my own self. Right. And, you know, there's more mm-hmm. behind that as well. But, like, that was a, a really big part of why I, I think I pushed back on really ex- exploring those deeper parts of myself was mm-hmm. fear. of other people's reactions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not even rejection I wasn't I've I'm not scared of rejection I don't think I've I've ever been because I know it's inevitable Mm -hmm. when you when you when you wait so long to finally share something like that with someone that you you thought loved you fully Mm -hmm. you know like it's really detrimental to to mental health and so you know I think the way they portrayed this is like very gentle Mm mm-hmm but I think there, you know, I just wanted to draw a little bit of attention to like how important it is to make sure that like when people do present this to the ones that we love and care about, mm-hmm. like it takes a lot of trust yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, breaking down barriers and walls and boundaries and letting people in is probably harder for some than others and might be easier for some than others, but. Right. I think in this case, like, it does a really good job of showing how fragile that situation can be. Mm-hmm. It surely shows something that Yael trusted Lola with this process over Hunter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But Lola was, was, again, the first one to be like, oh, you know, maybe you're this. And right. it's cool. And let's figure it out. Right. Everyone else was just like, what's wrong with you? Figure right. it out. Like, right. So, and Hunter, like, when Yael was not shaving, Hunter was, like, like confused and, like, what the fuck, but, like, semi-supportive, like, oh, you're, you're figuring it out, whatever. Yeah. Even if he didn't, like, prefer it. But, yeah, he, he was never, like, outwardly supportive, where Lola has just been there the whole time, like, it's cool, it's cool. So, I was actually going to bring up something that I haven't talked about on the podcast yet. Because I didn't want to talk about it without getting permission, but I did. So, hmm, six months into my relationship with Johnny, he told me that he actually identifies as a woman. Mm-hmm. And I was like a little like, mm. I was much more like unfamiliar with identifying as a woman, but not presenting mm-hmm. as one. And not going by the pronouns. Like, everybody sort of sees him as a guy. He goes by he, at least, you know, publicly or whatever. Sure. So, I think he said that, like, internally, he says she to himself, but, like, other people, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, what I've said a couple times, like, what would you like me to call you? Because I don't want to talk to somebody and say she, mm-hmm. and then for them to be like, wait, what? Mm. Right. And then force that conversation to happen that maybe he doesn't want to have. But as it stands out, he's like, whatever, call me whatever you want. I don't care. Like, he is fine because that's just, like, mm-hmm. what it's been. And it's it's not, there's no, like, dysphoria there. He dresses, like, you know, stereotypically masculine, although he's been like, I'd like to wear a dress every once in a while. But he's also <laughs> said, like, but I'm too lazy to figure that out. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, we need a Lola here. Like, can you imagine, Jesse? I just show up at your door and I'm like, I bought all these dresses that are clearly not Jesse's size, but I thought I'd leave them here just in case. (laughs) (laughs) There's like four feet of extra fabric. (laughs) I mean, well, like, I've I've been like, consider being like, you want to try on some of mine, figure this out, but like, I'm he's way skinnier than me. (laughs) So, anyways, you know, at first I would say that 
I was a little confused, specifically more so because I hadn't been mm -hmm. exposed to people who didn't have dysphoria. And so it took me a while to like process that, but I was never like, well, fuck you. You know, <laughs> like I was like, okay. Mm. And it took me a while to think about, well, what does that make me? And so when Hunter was like, but I like girls, like what? Right. I did understand where he was coming from as much as he sucks at what he's saying. Like it does present an issue of then what is my sexuality? If you, if it turns out you really like or love somebody and then mm -hmm. they come out as a different gender than you are generally attracted to, what does that make you? Mm -hmm. And so like, I, I thought, I think it's a good thing to bring up but at the same time, I think, you know, well, Hunter's reacting the way right. a lot of people would react because a lot of people like internalize, mm -hmm. you know, queer phobia, I guess is like the way to call it because it's not homophobia, yeah. it's transphobia, Definitely it's like a mixture. Phobia. Whereas I'm like, whatever, like mm -hmm. if I like someone who's, you know, trans woman or non-binary, I'm like, if I like them. I don't mm -hmm. give a fuck. Like, I'm not attached to being straight. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not a problem to me. It's not, you know, I, my own biggest thing about it is like, well, what do I call myself? Because I think with like bisexuality, people are like, assume you're attracted to men and women. Right. Whereas like, you know, I've never been attracted to cis women. Mm -hmm. I've been attracted to non-binary people. So, right. you know, bi bisexual means two, mm -hmm. you know, two or more genders. So I am attracted to two or more genders. I just feel like, and well, Johnny is like, kind of like, I don't know at this point, I don't know if it's woman or non-binary. I'm kind mm -hmm. of like figuring it out. Mm -hmm. But, but he's also kind of like the exception to the idea of like being attracted to women. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, does that make sense? Um, yeah, totally. So... But it's this thing like, I don't, you know, whatever. If I like you, I like you. It is what mm -hmm. it is. So I wasn't attached to this, but it's clear that Hunter is very like set on, I am straight, even though you, I mean, Yell's made some physical changes, but mm -hmm. not so dramatic that it's like, you're not physically attracted to them, but the, the, well, I'm non-binary, suddenly it's like, well, I'm not attracted to you anymore. Right, 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 like, right, right. right. is that an internalized queer phobia issue mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know if he didn't have that uh with hunter i would say 100 percent. yeah yeah Granted, i mean he's friends with vj but i mean you can it's like it's like the you know i have right friends, he's got like, his token yeah you yeah. know you him accepting a gay person doesn't mean he could accept himself as not being fully straight. Right. It would be different if VJ hit on him. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he's friends with VJ, but if VJ made a pass at him, he'd be Whoa. like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. That's, like, really important to pay attention to as well. Like, the, 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 the relationships that people have with different orientations mm -hmm. right like oh yeah i've got my gay friends yeah or like yeah i have my butch friends or yeah like whatever it might be like people definitely romanticize the i have a lesbian best friend or <laughs> right. like i have that gay best friend and like yeah. we do all these things you know whatever the stereotypical stupid bullshit that it might be mm -hmm. it's still there mm -hmm. it's very present it's it's romanticized in media, social media, mm -hmm. mainstream everything. And I think, I don't know, I, I don't know, I hope that maybe shows like this are kind of like yeah. breaking down, <laughs> yeah. breaking those walls a little bit yeah. because it's super important. Because mm -hmm. like on both sides of the spectrum, like drawing attention to 
the fact that that reaction is very likely mm-hmm. could be super uncomfortable for some people, but it yeah. it is a possibility and it is likely the one that you'll be met with first, mm-hmm. right? You know, that immediate aversion and like, uh, okay, like I need, I need a minute right. making it about them yeah. rather than, you know, realizing that someone is sharing themselves with you in a right. really, really big way. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of difficult because at that point, both people are now going through like an identity crisis, like, you know, trying to figure that out. Like yeah. it's valid, but it's also like, I don't know, Hunter's like, well, I support you. I just don't know. It's, it's like, yeah. Right. I think it's important to remember too, this is like a high school drama. Yeah. We always yeah. say that. We're like, listen, it's you high know, school. Like, <laughs> if they were to redo this as like the L word or whatever, mm-hmm. like, you know, it would probably be dealt with in yeah. a very different way. Yeah. But like, yeah, but we really fucking, we, oh boy, oh boy. Do we Why are they like, more mature? <laughs> oh my God. Damn. Yes. We really tear these characters apart. <laughs> <laughs> and ignore the fact that they are, in fact, high schoolers. <laughs> yeah. There would be no show. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think it is important to talk about, like, I've definitely come across plenty of people who can't, you know, they loved somebody, were in a relationship with somebody, and then they came out as a different gender and decided, well, we're not going to be together anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm straight or even I'm gay or whatever you identify as. And then on the one hand, I understand it if, if someone fully transitions Mm -hmm. and you're just not like into that type of like type of look Mm -hmm. i can see you like backing off but if you know depending on how deep the love is like it's a high school relationship i don't know like for me personally i'm like i've never been in that position to be like now i'm dealing with trying to figure out if i'm attracted to you in this way yeah and i think for most people it would come down to all right now i'm in this circumstance how do i feel yeah it's kind of cool to think about too like I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe the target audience for this show is that age group or mm-hmm. people in their thirties. <laughs> no, people in their thirties, yeah. Oh yep. my god, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Honestly, I feel and like I feel like a lot of the people who watch it are old as hell. <laughs> no, they, I mean, okay. They're getting cancelled right so now. <laughs> if if people were watching this show that are actually within the age group that is mm-hmm. represented, possibly you know, it could be a good representation and a good example mm-hmm. of, you know, how can we be more inclusive? How can mm-hmm. I be more like Lola? Mm-hmm. How can I be less like Hunter? You know, the nerd squad. The nerd squad. <laughs> like, you know, how, yeah. or, or, or very importantly, how can I be more like Yale? Yeah. You know, like I, I identify with this and, and maybe I can find my Lola and reach right, out yeah. and be like, hey, I really need help. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, this is yeah. what I'm going through. Or, I don't think my partner's going to react well to this. I need a support system. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a huge thing that, I mean, it's Degrassi. Lola happened to be right there. Yeah. <laughs> as, as earlier, Hunter happened to be peeing in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. This is how Degrassi works. But, like, yep. you know, Lola was right there, like, We're going to get through this. Like, you know, whatever you want to do, I'm here for you. Yeah, I think that shows, like, it shows kids that, you know, things Mm -hmm. do get tough. Mm -hmm. Shit's hard. Life's real. But if you go about things the right way and if you're really careful, you will have those Lolas. Mm -hmm. We all need a Lola. Let's be real. No, we really do. (laughs) Like, you you see the difference in Yael when interacting with Lola. Like interacting with everyone else they're just so stressed and she's like oh what the fuck like Mm. i don't know 
with Lola, it's just like they're able to just let go and see themselves for who they are. And it's just like, it's beautiful. And holy shit, this episode moved me. (laughs) I love this episode. Tiny finds Zig in the hallway and is surprised that Zig is in such good spirits. Zig explains that he thinks he might have two girlfriends now. (laughs) Tiny is confused and Zig tells him, you know, some stuff happened when they were at Frankie's. Like, for real this time, not just a tickle fight. Oh. (laughs) Tiny thinks it's a trick or a test or something, and knowing Esme, it probably is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Esme's acting cool, but like, is she? Well, a little she sus. It's a trap. It's a trap. Ruin your transcripts and your future. <laughs> yeah. But the girls walk by and wave and wiggle their butts at him. Yeah, what is this weird, like, inside jo- joke they have? They're like, Ooh, there's a butt. Come shimmy over here. <laughs> Zig has a hilarious look like, ooh, yeah. and that confirms it. His look kills me. Oh, this is so ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> Tiny is worried about next year, but Zig doesn't give a fuck for now. <laughs> <laughs> He dances over to the girls and walks away with his arms around both of them. But Tiny is not impressed. (laughs) How many chef's kisses did you give it? I gave it four. A solid Mm. four. Could even be bumped to a four and a half, perhaps. I thought it was a great episode. Yeah. Okay, so I guess from everything I've seen from this season, I'd give it, yeah, I'd give it like a five. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. And it resonated, so. Right. Gets extra points for that. (laughs) So I always go into detail when I give my... (laughs) (laughs) So I gave it five because I loved it, and I loved watching Yael figure out who they really are, Mm -hmm. even though Hunter is the worst. I knew Esme, Frankie, and Zig would become a throuple, but, mm-hmm. you know, it was confirmed. Mm-hmm. And we saw more of Esme's crazy, like, real mm-hmm. fucking manipulative bullshit, <laughs> which is always stuff. interesting. Maya's storyline was, like, the weakest of it, yeah. but, like, you know, it's good to see her get back to what she loves, so... We're kind of Maya haters, even though, like, <laughs> honestly, Maya is how I would be, so... Oh. <laughs> I relate to a lot of Forget the haters, Jesse, because somebody loves you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you having me. Is there any social media you want to plug? Places that you're like comfortable people finding you? You can search for me on Instagram if you would like. My handle is my name, C-E-Y-A-S-E-P-U-L-V-I-D-A. We will at you on Instagrams. So. <laughs> That's, That's pretty much do. the only way to find me. Okay. Tell us your address. <laughs> don't look where do you live. Facebook. Please don't. Please. Oh well. I'm... We don't share our Facebooks. Yeah. No. Oh God. Please. <laughs> All right. What about you, Carly? Oh, social media? Yeah, Carly Joe Gear. Find me. <laughs> Whatever you want. And you can find me on Instagram at Monday Night Raw or Twitter at Jess A. And you can find us at a social disease across social media platforms. Thanks for listening, everybody. Wait, wait, wait. Don't you want to know what we're talking about next time? Oh, shit, yeah. What are Come we talking on. about next time? <laughs> we're Dude. talking about season four, episode seven, hashtag fire Ooh. <laughs> so <laughs> i'm imagining the farts somehow <laughs> st-
stayed in the auditorium, Mm -hmm. a smoldering flame or whatever, and they just light the whole school on fire. I hope it's like it's a flaming piece of poop because one of them actually did shit themselves. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 And once again, we're your hosts, Jesse Mack. And Carly Joe Gear. And this has been a social disease podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>